Welcome to Rising Moon Astrology. This is Mary Pat Lynch of Rising Moon Astrology welcoming you to my podcast. I release podcast episodes for each new and full moon, occasionally for other special astrological events, but generally the new and full moons, which are my focus. My website, risingmoonastrology.com, has information about the readings I offer as a consulting astrologer and some other information about my background and astrology in general. I'm also on Instagram as Rising Moon Astrology. And I have a newsletter if you'd like to receive this information in your email inbox. The music that you hear is composed and performed by flautist Suzanne Tang. The track is called September Angels, and her music is available through magnitudes.com. Tomorrow morning, Friday morning, we enter the new moon in Taurus, which brings us out of the fraught, dangerous season of eclipses and invites us into the cool green pastures of the fixed earth sign of Taurus, Venus's nighttime home. There's a hope with this new moon in Taurus that we're now free and clear. We can relax. We can enjoy life. We can kick back. That's the hope anyway. But the fact is we're not quite in that safe place yet. Mercury has ended their retrograde but is still in the retrograde shadow. Jupiter has entered Taurus, but the beginning of Taurus is a little bit dicey right now because there is a strong, powerful pattern involving Mars, Pluto, and Jupiter that we need to pay attention to.
Tomorrow morning, the sun and moon meet at 28 degrees, 25 minutes of Taurus, the end of the fixed earth sign that values loyalty, dependability, and comfort. Yet here at the end of Taurus, we have an awareness that our physical comforts depend on everything going well. And how often does that happen? This new moon initiates a fresh lunar cycle without eclipses, even as the effects of the recent pair of solar and lunar eclipses continue to unfold. We long for security while it still feels well out of reach. There are clear signs stability will be improving. Mercury has stationed direct, ending a retrograde that was surprisingly disruptive, given that it too happened in the slow, staid sign of Taurus. Also, Jupiter left behind the fiery tumult of Aries to step into those cool green pastures of Taurus. Neither planet, though, is out of the woods. Mercury only recently left behind a conjunction with the restless north node of the moon and is still within their retrograde shadow. A sextile with Saturn provides support, but Mercury will not be completely in the clear until the end of the month, May 31st, when they reach the degree where they first stationed retrograde. Jupiter generally enjoys the slow pace of Taurus, which allows for earthly pleasures, as well as long philosophical discussions. Yet zero degrees of Taurus is currently a fraught place. Jupiter is one corner of a powerful T-square that has been in play and growing stronger for some days. Moving into Taurus made the T-square stronger. At the new moon, Mars at 2926 Cancer opposes Pluto at 017 Aquarius, while Jupiter at 040 Taurus squares them both. This T-square will reach its peak when Mars enters Leo, placing all three planets in fixed signs. This occurs 24 hours after the new moon on Saturday, May 20th. Mars opposite Pluto focuses on issues of power. Pluto rules what is deep and hidden. As such, they command immense power. Mars rules action in the physical world and embodies a readiness to get what he wants no matter the cost. The irresistible force and the immovable object meet. In addition, Pluto in Aquarius is the dispassionate but deeply committed champion of high principle. Aquarius focuses on the community, the greatest good for the greatest number. There's also a strong interest in innovation, the creation of new things that radically reshape the world. Mars in Cancer, on the other hand, stands up for traditional values. Family, whether created by birth or chosen, comes first. Underhanded methods are no problem and will be deployed to protect what is our own. Jupiter, squaring both, is expansive. 
Sometimes Jupiter makes things bigger until we can't miss them. Jupiter is also a philosopher and teacher. In Taurus, he asks, what is real, possible, and sustainable? This T-square is now close enough to the nodes of the moon to become a grand cross. The south node at 358 Scorpio supplies the missing corner. Jupiter moves to conjunct the north node, while the Mars-Pluto opposition squares the nodes. This places Mars and Pluto in the positions known as at the bendings, halfway between the nodes, which means halfway between eclipse points. How planets at the bendings express themselves depends on which side of the square they're on. In this case, Pluto is at the south bending and Mars at the north. Each planet takes on the characteristics of the corresponding node. Pluto falls at the point of letting go and, in some cases, alchemizing what is released into spiritual insight or power. Pluto sits at zero Aquarius, but is now retrograde, preparing to revisit late Capricorn one final time. Capricorn has been difficult territory since the pandemic, with its lockdowns, began in early 2020. What do we still need to let go of? What remains to be processed and released from those years? Mars sits at the north bending, associated with the outward action of the north node. This suits Mars just fine. He prefers to act. As soon as Mars steps into Leo, direct action and personal expression come into focus. This association with the nodes of the moon gives the connection among Mars, Pluto, and Jupiter a sense of fate, perhaps a feeling of inevitability. The sun and moon form a strong but out-of-sign trine to Pluto, connecting the new moon to the Grand Cross. Here we see the wariness of the last decan of Taurus exemplified. The sun and moon also sit between the Mars-Neptune trine, sextiling both. Our longings for Taurian comfort and security are rooted in love that is both practical and boundless. Yes, the new moon in Taurus wants nothing more than to have a safe place to live, a secure supply of good food, and the comfort of family and friends. Looking at the Grand Cross, though, provides a stark reminder of how limited our abilities are to secure these things in the face of powerful forces outside our control. Although the world today feels dangerous, this tension between creating a good life and facing the impermanence of all things has always been with us. Somehow, the very fact that what we value and love the most is and will remain impermanent makes it that much more precious. We celebrate what we have, knowing all things will end. The Taurus new moon is ruled by Venus and Cancer. This Venus carries the energy of the mother and child, a Venus in mutual reception with the moon in Taurus. This Venus is also out of bounds, which means our care and concern for those we love most feels deep and important right now.
Safe home is what the Irish say for goodbye. Slán Walya, we say, as we all leave the party or the meeting or the pub. Safe home because we know the risks that come with being alive. Safe home because it is what we most wish for on this new moon in Taurus. Safe home. This is Mary Pat Lynch of Rising Moon Astrology wishing you the safety and security of Taurus, a feeling of caring and being cared for, supportive and supported. As we all face into the realities around us that there's no guarantee of anything and so we'd better celebrate what we have. As always, thank you for listening.